It would be advisable, the court official said to the security guard, just to keep the laddie up here for half an hour. They both looked along the courtroom waiting area at the defendant. He was smoking rapidly. He was also head and shoulders taller than the little group of women clustered round him, like hens preening a cockerel, clucking and soothing and flattering. The security guard rattled the bunch of keys chained to his belt. Trouble downstairs, then? Not exactly trouble, the court official said, but there's a few of the girl's friends and family waiting. Just waiting, like they do. The security guard sighed. Wish he hadn't got bail. Wish I could just take him back inside. At least I'd know where he was then. The court official glanced again at the defendant. Good-looking chap, in a flashy, come-and-get-it girl's way, but not reliable-looking. Not reliable, at least, where his stepdaughter had been concerned. He won't skip. I'd still rather have him behind bars. A young woman went past, a briskly walking, black-clad young woman with reddish-brown hair tied back behind her head with a black ribbon. She was carrying a square black attaché case, and she had a black coat over her arm. She nodded to the court official as she passed. Night, she said. The security guard watched her go. He'd been watching her all day in court, Miss Marion Palmer, counsel for the prosecution, and admiring the way the tail of her wig sat so precisely above the tail of her natural hair. Nice legs, he said. The court official blew out a little breath and heaved the slipping shoulders of his black gown. Oh, he said. Nice, all right. He glanced along the waiting area to right and left, then said sotto voce, No odd judge. Come on, the security guard said. I'm here half the month, aren't I? Of course I know the judge. The court official leaned closer. What's just gone past, he said, his eyes fixed on the glazed door at the end of the waiting area that led to the judge's corridor, is not just an advocate, any old lady advocate. What's gone past is his honour's totty. Back in his room, the other side of the glazed door... Judge Guy Stockdale took off his wig and hung it on its wooden stand. Both wig and stand had belonged to his father, as had the pocket watch in his waistcoat pocket, which he carried every day, out of a superstitious apprehension that he might make a public fool of himself if he didn't, and the silver pencil with which he made his meticulous notes up there, alone, on the bench. He then took off his robe, purple, claret and black silk, and hung it on the plastic hanger from a nationwide dry-cleaning chain that seemed to have replaced the heavy, curved wooden one he had brought in especially for the purpose. Then he removed his black coat and put it over the back of a grey vinyl armchair and sat in the chair, leaning his head in his hands and putting the heels of his hands into his eye sockets.